Well, um, my name is David Harrison. I think Robert asked me to do this talk uh, because I began life as a medieval historian. And then when I met Robert, it was I was working, uh, I decided to become a, a bureaucrat to live a life, a more active life. So why I chose the House of Commons, I don't know. I became clerk of the Environment and Transport Committee towards the time of the Urban Renaissance when Prescott was Secretary of State. And we produced a whole series of reports on... Uh, on towns and cities, including my favourite, walking in towns and cities, which meant that I had to join Living Streets once I, once I retired. I had thought then that uh, the urban renaissance was inevitable, how wrong I was. Um, so section one, a brief history of shopping. So town origins are very varied, um, and if you look at Oxford, some grew up initially around... Uh, around monasteries, this is where St. Frideswide's monastery is in Oxford, now the Christ Church and the Cathedral, and a town sprung up around there with a medieval bridge in the 8th century, and then in the late Saxon times this became a planned sort of fortress town and gradually developed uh, urban functions, retailing, etc. Salisbury here, laid out in the early 13th century, a grid pattern, a new town, when the cathedral moved from Old Serum to New Serum, with a huge marketplace. Um, initially, the marketplace was the centre of uh, shopping, and here you still see Salisbury's marketplace flourishing. Um, the other great thing, and the peak, I suppose, was the 12th and 13th century affairs, international affairs. This is Bartholomew Fair in Smithfield. But in the Middle Ages, they had a huge retail function where international merchants would bring their wares from far and wide, and people would go and do shopping for the year. Over the centuries, that retail function tended to disappear, and they became a more of the sort of festive show that uh, we know now. And here in Bartholomew the Great, uh, it became a place for drinking and debauchery and all sorts of fun until the Victorians abolished it. Um, shops uh, begin in the you know, begin from the uh, from the beginning of time, but they become increasingly important during the Middle Ages. In the late Middle Ages, the markets begin to be built over by areas of roads. And here we are at Salisbury with some medieval shops on one side. Um, one of the earliest shops we know of surviving is the 1170 Jews House in, uh, so-called Jews House in Lincoln, with the entrance here, some sort of shops on both sides, and a hall for living in above. 1290, we have the wonderful Merchant's House in Southampton. But here you have the shop at the front, and then behind there a great hall, underneath vaults for storing, this was a wine shop for storing the wares, and a bedroom on top. So living, uh, eating, shopping, all in the same place. Very often, as here, you can see you go in there and probably be served from outside the shop. And this continued through much of the Middle Ages. You see that typical shop, you bring down the shutters, display your wares, and people shop from outside. And, and much must have been very similar to the sort of things you find in fairs today. Uh, manufacturing, retailing, all on the same premises and on the shop front. And it's, it's interesting to imagine that Lothbury in, the, uh, in London, near the Bank of England, was once the centre of the metal bashing trade in medieval London. Um, into the 19th century, into the 18th and 19th century, you get more elaborate shop fronts, and you tend to get glass, which becomes much cheaper, and you go into the shop to do the shopping. These are, this is Berry Brothers from the late 17th, early 18th century uh, on St. James's Street, Artillery Lane in Whitechapel, forgive the London central bias. 
And into the 19th century, you get spectacular, as glass becomes even cheaper, spectacular shop fronts. This is the famous umbrella shop in, uh, in Camden. Great glazing bars from the late 19th century showing off their wares. And you begin to get new forms of shops. So the first chain store, W.H. Smith, he started off in the first uh, Smith, started off in the late 18th century. And then what really made them in 1848 was the railways and winning the railway franchise to have, this, uh, to have a, um, a boutique in each, uh, in each railway station. And then in the 1870s, now this is a really astonishing, in the 1870s we find the first, what some call the first department store in, uh, in England. It's in London, does anyone know it, where it is? Brixton, Bon Marche, Brixton, 1876. So with huge internal spaces. Alas, it's no longer a department store. Shopping centres developed from the 16th century. So this is the predecessor of the Royal Exchange, 1566. Initially with shops all round. Um, then you get covered markets. Um, there's a market over the fleet. So, so the fleet was culverted over where Foundon Road is now, not far from here. And there was a grand market uh, in the 1730s, Oxford Covered Market, 1770s, and the Burlington Arcade and other arcades from the early 19th century. Um, of course, after the war, you get the car, and, uh, and you have shopping adjust itself to the motor car. So here is the Tricorn Centre in Portsmouth, Owen Luda, mid-60s. Amazingly, I found this image under the, my 10 favourite brutalist buildings. <laughs> uh, and there it is with all its car parking. It was demolished in 2004 to the uh, chagrin of, uh, of modernists. Um, alas, it is still a car park 13 years later, just an empty space and a parking lot. We get the out-of-town shopping, retailing parks, of course, and then these huge uh, shopping malls, Blue Water 1999. So what lessons can we draw from the, uh, from the past? Well, I think the first is there's always change. So I wouldn't get too worried about it myself. This was uh, at Oxford Corn Market, Clarendon Hotel, New Front 1783. But behind that was the stock. It's only got a minute. Can I have two? Behind it was the, uh, <laughs> the 14th century inn. Here, nice shop front. Turned into Woolies in the 1960s and into Marks and Spencers, both have disappeared. Um, London Bridge, in the past we had people living in their shops, densely packed, this is London Bridge, people renting the space above the shops on the bridge. Second most important shopping street in London after Cheapside. Local distinctiveness we find in the past. Latherham, 1520s, Timber, Chipping Camden, Stone. Stone cobbles, distinctive local paving traditions, swept away by Somerset County Council. These were places for play, right up until I was born in the 1950s. It wasn't my fault, by the way. Um, cities have lost that. They were in control to their destiny. This is the town hall, the guild hall at Salisbury, replaced in a magnificent way in the 1780s, and now it's just a parish council. So much, another lesson, so much is determined by government. Here's ever the first in Parliament. Wild charters established whether you could have a market or not, what tolls you could collect. So government has a key role, always has had to play. Finally, where I disagree with the, uh, with the select committees over car parking, 
I've written select committee reports and I can see that they fudged the issue. Some wanted more car parking, some wanted less. They couldn't decide where they came out. But this is King's Lynn here. Look at it. Great historic town, full of vast, empty parking lots where there could be houses or other uses. Here is Regensburg in Germany where they do things properly. Um, a more important city with much less, uh, much less, you can't see any car parking. Pedestrianised bridge, there are cars, the Germans use their cars, but they park them on the outside and walk. There's a great lesson for us. And finally, Robert and I went to Bedford. There's a historic plan. It used to be a densely developed uh, townscape. Look at it now when they destroyed the south, put in some, uh, some big urban roads, and it's car wash. There is huge, huge potential for transforming our towns by getting rid of the cars and all the useless paraphernalia that goes with them and putting them outside the old centre. Those are the lessons of the past. Thank you very much. <laughs>